is Sports Arena. Rewind your weekly look into the world of extreme as we look at ECW Hardcore TV from episode one all the way to four of every pay per view special in ECW on TNN. In between, we are fast approaching that November to remember. But um, first, we've got a couple of hardcore TVs in TNN to get out of the way. Myself, Paul, I'm joined as always by Jay. What is happening, Jay? It, it's it's the most wonderful time of the year. We're building towards the granddaddy of ECW. Granddaddy of Extreme. Um, and it occurred to me, whilst I was reading through and looking this, we only have two November to Remembers left to talk about. I know. I'm sort of like... Just don't want it all to end, but I feel it's sort of slowly ending. That's all right. We've, we've, we've padded out with ECW on TNN, which we weren't going to review, and then have looked at everything. <laughs> review, but then a lot of stuff happened. It there. does, so it's sort of, and, it's and maybe not in order. Who knows? Yeah, that's the thing. We'll get to all that. Um, but this week, we're in October 1999, the 29th and the 30th, to be exact. ECW on TNN, episode 10, and ECW Hardcore TV, episode 340. Ah, 61 episodes to go. Just crazy. Um, we'll start off with ECW on TNN, episode 10, October the 9th, 1999. We get a few highlights from everything that happened last week with, you know, paddles and spankings and all the other exciting stuff that we discussed in last week's show, if you haven't heard us talk about it. But the match does kick off with um, two crippled crown, triple crown champions. Um, and they're announced as the only two uh, triple crowns in ECW. Oh no, not triple crown. It's Grand Slam because they FTW belt in there. Yes. Ah, uh, cool. Because obviously a certain person returns, and I was just like, "Whoa, show some, put some respect on fucking Mikey's name." But then, um, yeah, it's just just clocked that obviously the FTW, which isn't viewed as a title, is now viewed as a title. Yeah. Yeah, the, oh. the, the, the FTW is the, the, the make weight. Now, this is the FTW championship that was introduced, created by Taz, never recognized, uh, shat on by Taz. He then laid down and yep. pulled Sabu on top of him. Making him a grand champion. To give Sabu the FTW championship before winning the World Heavyweight Championship to unify the championships and never talk about the FTW championship again. Uh, but that is apparently now the until, pinnacle, now the bar. <laughs> makes the difference. Until Mike Olsen came back and he defeated the heavyweight FTW and FMW champion in the same night. The other interesting thing, in, in true ECW fashion, uh, similar to what we saw with you know, Raven and Toby Dreamer all that time yep. again, uh, it turns out that it just so happens, after all the fights that Taz and Sabu have had, both televised on pay-per-view and other, of all of them, they happen to be equal on wins. Yeah, that is a coincidence. So, we're playing next goal wins rules. And whoever wins this championship 
wins the feud that has been going on for years? Um, is this the last ever match they had? Must be. Well, last ever so. match they've had. Must be, isn't it? So I'm trying to think they never clashed in like another like Fed, because obviously like Dreamer, Raven, you know, still go on in like, you know, reunions and justices and that, but yeah, because Taz obviously retired. They went to the Fed. I, I'm guessing this might have been their last Definitely the last televised ever match. Mm. That's crazy, isn't it? Um, yeah, Sabu versus Taz. To be fair, after all the wars, I thought Sabu really just beat him up in this one. Yes. Um... It's, um, Taz, Taz paying Jews to the territory, brother, putting people over. Yes. Um, yeah. He's, he's, I he's, think we've got a couple of these coming. Doing the duties, isn't he? Um, but yeah, he, he he takes his shots. Yeah, no, it massively feels like that. He, just, he sort of just does um, that and Sabu wins. Um, Sabu beat him up pretty bad, which brought the Impact players out. So obviously, they're feuding with everyone. They attacked Sabu. RVD makes a save, then RVD and Sabu brawl. Yes. Um, and then uh, during this brawl, Taz hooks him in the, the, the Taz mission. Joey yeah. Styles goes meant that he's hooked it on from behind. That's kind of how it's... It's like the only way you can do it. Yeah. Yeah. But... Um, you know, he 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 took a cheap shot on RVD, um, and even though Sabu was the one who beat him up worse before and after, uh, Taz hooking him in the the Taz mission means that he now has a shot at November to remember. Brother, um, yeah, all all slightly. Um... Bizarre sideways, right? yeah, yeah. I mean, it really, really was, but you know, it happened. Sabu is it's nice that but we said before, like, it was strange that Taz is there, but they're just not utilizing Taz. But then it's stupid that you kind of flip flop Taz so much because you could still have Taz, you know, Dudley's, I think, was done right. Dudley's, you kind of almost didn't know they were leaving until they'd left. There was still... But there's also an element of you wanted the shock of, you know, just like uh, ROH then did with Summer of Punk and what WWE did with, with Punk again and then what TNA did with AJ Styles. That point of, my God, they're leaving, but they're our champions. They're going to take our belts. Yeah. Um. You know, it was it was you, you 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 swerved the smart fans that you have in the sense that everyone knew that that Dudleys were leaving, everyone knew that they were going to go on to WWE. So, you know, of course, this means that they're not going to win because they're oh my god, they've won. So that made perfect sense. However, you know, you if you're going to get Taz just to lay on his back on the way out. 
why not use it to get the the next group over so give Tajiri his win back give rhino his win back give people who are coming up who can then brag about beating taz in the same way that just incredible is carrying around a kendo stick and calling himself the hardcore icon 100 percent. i mean obviously karina karina's in like more of a manager role at the moment but he could have cheated if he could have had Carino cheat to get a victory over Taz and forever be, you know, called yep. himself the Taz killer and cut promos on it for ages. I'm the guy who beat Taz out of here. You know, it would have been, they like said, would have done great for so many of them. You, Obviously, you I know get... the Sabu fuse iconic. RVD, we know it's a, a dream match that sort of took ages to happen. But, um, yeah, still. You get. Taz laid out by uh, a chair shot from Rhino. Um, you then have Steve Carino grab a sleep hold on an already passed out Taz. Yeah. Uh, already knocked out Taz. You can boast about he's the guy that choked out Taz. Yeah. No, it's um, it, it's weird. And like I said, unfortunately, I think we've got a few more rooms come. Sort of yeah, the Taz situation, but fair enough. So that happens. Um, all right, we get highlights of hardcore TV, and this is what we we're talking about. We said we got a little bit confused what was happening. Basically, highlights. They said, Oh, this week on Highlight TV, Mikey Whitbrick returns, took on Mike Awesome. I'm thinking, All right, maybe we've got the shows around the wrong way, maybe this has happened and last week. But this still is going to happen. This is like tomorrow night. Yeah. And these are all what happened last week at the arena. Yeah. So it's a very strange zigzag of time. It is. It's all, yeah, massive zigzag. But uh, yeah, so also, Mikey, we'll be getting to that later on when we actually talk about the match. Watch the on, match. Um, yeah. So we'll talk about it then. Um, Lance Storm then takes on Tommy Dreamer in a one on one match. And break your back on a pole match. Yes, they they, they do reference. Tom is the guy that broke Tommy Dreamer's back? Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it's pretty much. Sort of, um, um, the story uh, picks up a bit, isn't it? And also, the this is all a feud now about Dawn Marie and Francine. Massively. I mean, I'm so, so sort of confused because obviously the Impact players wanted the tag team titles. Makes perfect sense. And it should be the feud. And yeah. to be fair, it should be the feud in November to remember. It shouldn't be necessarily a, a six man, regardless of returns and all that. It, it should be the match of the, the belt switch. It would make sense. But, um, yeah, just incredible still feuding with Sabu by looks of things. Yep. So they're not done. That's on the back burner. Um, again, there's just just a lot of um, lot of stuff going on here, but we, we do so, get the match. I mean, this is twenty third of October was this show. Yeah. Um, twenty ninth of October is when we're watching this bit. Thirtieth of October is when we're watching, uh, uh hardcore TV. Yeah, 9th I think is November to remember okay yeah 
8th or 9th of November. Why not leave something like the Sandman's return for the pay-per-view? Well, yeah. I mean, we'll touch on this now, but obviously, like we said, that Sandman returns. And it's so weird because obviously it's clear they wanted Sandman to return at the arena. Yep. But then it's like the arena shows can't be shown on TNN because TNN doesn't seem to want the arena shows. So the arena shows only seem to be hardcore TV. Yeah. Yeah, although Mikey was arena and we got highlights of that. Yeah, but it's different. It's highlights to the actual show. It was more like this happened at the arena rather than... Mm. The actual, you know, the new product made for them. The new product made for them seems to always, they won't have it at the arena for whatever reason. So it would be something interesting to sort of look into if it was a thing. Because Dreamer did the promo about it, didn't they? Saying, I want this arena shown on TNN and we'll try to get it on there and all this. So it must have been, a, yeah. We don't want I, it now. Well, I mean, it could be, it could just be a, a power thing or a, a you know, like the wiring of the, in the same same way that, that WWE never went back because they just couldn't support the lighting rigs, the the power and all the rest of it. Yeah, no, it, it could be, but it's just, um, so um, they, they do it there. And when this should really be a, a TNN return, if, you know, if not a pay-per-view return. Yeah. It's kind, it's kind of, Weird because we've basically said for weeks how hardcore TV hasn't really got much love, and um, unless this is where I don't know, there's slowly their annoyance with TNN begun, so they sort of thought, "Fuck you," and put it on um, hardcore TV. Mm. I mean, I don't, I don't really know how it works, but Raven. This is Raven's real first appearance on Hardcore TV. It's sort of... Yes. It's vaguely been noted that he's back, but you wouldn't really know if you're watching just Hardcore TV. He gets little cameos now and again, but no promos or anything that he's done. So it's it's all very very strange how they're sort of flippy-flopping around this. But anyway... Yeah, they um, they don't feel like a joined up they don't. There's no continuing. I mean, this almost felt like the first time they'd actually acknowledged each other this week. Yeah, it's this weird kind of, it's almost like a brand split, except it's using the same people. Yeah. It's very much like this. It's the first time they acknowledged on Hardcore TV this week, Mikey returns. And it's the first time they'd be like, oh, Raven's injured because of what happened on TNN. It's the first time I felt that like there's actual acknowledgement that there is more to this, this universe, when they, like I said, it's, it's kind of weird. They sort of run in parallel, same people, but they are very much like, you know, you don't have to watch the other one to understand this one. Which is good and bad. I mean, they still show bits, but then they do weeks where they just almost show exactly the same matches in weird order. 
Yes. Like hardcore TV will tell you Rhino's a beast and you go over to TNN he's getting buried in 20 seconds by Taz. So, or Mike Awesome. Yeah. Or Mike, yeah. Um, Lance Storm does defeat Tommy Dreamer though. Um, we get Raven. He gets involved. Raven gets pretty much knocked out cold by Justin Credible with a cane shot which is pretty savage. Um... A uh, quick Dreamer promo afterwards with Raven. Yeah, so Raven, Dreamer beats Raven up as well. And, yeah. and then kind of, you know, uh, I love you, you know, you're stuck with me. Because uh, Raven does a very quick line of like, you know, as much as I hate Justin Incredible and Lance Storm, I hate you more, Tommy Dreamer. Um, talks about these people being, you know, Sinners and and you know his type of people, and then and then Dreamer kind of knocks him out, and you know says that we're in it together, which is really weird. Yeah, it, it, it's almost like they try to do. Um, I don't want to say an insanity angle, but they're bonded uh, this, by this. Sort of... Yeah, I mean it's it's this weird kind of you know strange bed scene. Throughout ECW, yeah, you know, and and Sabu and RVD, and you know, they they keep doing this kind of, you know, ah, oh, they they might be the best tag team in the world if they just don't kill each other first. Yeah, no. So um, we get all that. Um, no, I was then doing a promo said he's going to dedicate every match in the history of all time to Chris Jetty. Now. Um, one of the things I love about this is the network has this thing talking about how Nova dedicates his matches to Chris Chetty. Yeah. And they spell Chetty wrong. <laughs> Poor Chris just, Chetty. Yeah, it shows you how much they um, care. care about it, really, and it's a little... Um, yeah, so that that happens, and then he dedicates his match. Then it cuts to the Baldies on the way to the ring. So we we should point out the reason he's dedicating his matches to Chris Chetty is because something happened, and they all know what they're in for, and they all know this isn't ballet. Um, an accident's happened, and Chris Chetty has been seriously hurt. And as <coughs> such, he's going to carry his friend and his partner with him. Dedicate all his matches to Chris Jett. <laughs> um, yeah, so that basically that's that's happening. Uh, and then we get yeah, the Baldies are just on the way to the ring, and I'm thinking we're seeing the debut of the Baldies here. It then sort of does a skip, like it cuts to a commercial break. Um, we come back to what I assume would have been back from a commercial break, and you have. Uh, Dorian and Roadkill beating up Nova in the ring, which kind of brings out chair swinging freaks and yep, everything else. But no baldies. No, they just seem to powder. I don't know whether. I mean, bearing in mind that the baldies are in a feud with the chair swinging freaks, I don't know whether this was meant to be kind of a eight man tag. Potentially. Maybe with Jazz, who was doing an AOL chat and therefore couldn't be there. 
So just oh, I just didn't really know what was happening here, what we were seeing, let alone how this is the angle to end the show on. Yes. I mean, just end it with Raven and Tommy hugging each other, covered in blood, surely, wouldn't you? Yeah. You would think, yes. Well, it's, it's, your, it's the hotter angle, the bigger stars. I just think everything's very weird, um, very weird positioning. You've kind of ended it with not really a match, not really anything. You just sort of ended it. Yes, with um, Jazz laying out Miss Congeniality. Yeah. Um, so that was the end of that. In her then, last appearance. Was that it? She's done. Too long She's done. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Um, so we then jump straight to ECW Hardcore TV, which did happen afterwards. Um, Joe Styles is in the ring. Uh, welcomes everyone to ECW. Sign Guy Dudley comes out. Um, says that he's not a sign guy anymore. Said that he came to the building as a fan and did whatever he could to be part of ECW, but now he's going to prove he's the best manager in the world. And his name is Louis Dangerously. There was a there was a hint of ECW. You know we're shooting because you know I'm not sign guy anymore. Well, what do you want me to call you, Lou? Oh, that's his real name. But yeah, Louis Dangerously. And again, we saw this on, on Hardcore TV. They showed us this. Uh, and they, uh, sorry, on, on ECW on TNN. And they hinted that, you know, although uh, Paul Heyman thinks this is hilarious, maybe Paul Heyman doesn't think it's hilarious. Yeah, I mean, Heyman just w- w- was going mental in the, in the, the sort of the crowd. And I didn't, fully understand why he was going mental in the crowd, if I'm honest. But he was definitely going mental in the crowd. He was he seemed annoyed by this. Yes. And but uh, Louis Dangerously is is going to you know, he's 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 going to <clears> confirm <throat> what the dirt sheets have said, what these fanboys have been reading. And he has brought back an ECW World Heavyweight Champion. Now, I'm guessing with this that there must have been massive rumours and spoilers that Sandman was there returning yep. that night. Yep. That, that's basically the way it come across, isn't it? Yep. It's like they knew the Sandman was going to be there. So for him to bring out Mikey, it was like a double sort of Poppy Scoopy surprise. Yep. Which works. You know, it, it was cool. But in what we've said before about um, ECW stars that leave and come back and the time on a tradition, yeah, Mikey was, was treated like most ECW stars that left and come back. Yeah. He um, wasn't really given a sort of a massive welcome was he he was very much just pummeled 
completely. Yeah, yeah. he was fed to Mike Awesome. Um, he very much did the 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 job, and he very much did the the, the punishment that we see, with the exception of Raven. Um, yeah, we see people having to do as they come back. And uh, again, I find it strange because we sort of said before, like that that they're semi sort of lacking stars here and names, and now both sort of Candido and that have all sort of come back, but sort of treated strangely. You know, Mikey could have come back, and don't be wrong, I know he gets involved with. Tajiri eventually, but at this point, surely it would have made sort of some form of sense to I don't know, just not feed him to Mike Awesome. And again, you know, the person you fed him to, the person who's got a rub off of, you know, Mikey Whipwreck and get, coming back and him getting beaten is already your world champ. Yep. So, you know, it's not as if he's lifted him in any way, shape or form. Nope. Again, you know, get him run over by a rhino if you want, and rhino can beat another former world champ. You get him, you know, Guido can come out and stretch him if you want. Surely there's other people you could build on this. Yeah, it just would have been. I mean, don't be wrong. I mean, they're trying to put over Mike Olsen maybe as the most dominant ECW champion ever. But if that's your gimmick, have that as his gimmick, make him only call out old ECW champions. You know, so he beats like, you know, your Sabus and your Tazzies and anyone that's held that belt, he wants them, kind of. But that, that's not established. That's not a thing. And, um, yeah, he just basically, again, just a little guy that he can fry around and look amazing. We we get a, an early rundown of the November to Remember card. I was quite impressed that we actually got this, to be honest with you, because obviously we said before, multiple times we go to pay-per-views not really knowing much, but they do sort of say about, um, you know, Taz, RVD, and um, what's it, Mike Olsen versus Masato Tanaka? Yep. And is it the six-man match as well, the Dream? It is. Of... It is. So we have the, the mystery as to who the, 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 the additional people on this side of the Impact players and the additional person on the side of Raven and Tommy Dreamer will be. Yeah, and... Um... I thought it was good. I thought it was good that they sort of actually actually run down a bit of the card for once. Because like I said, they don't always do it. So it was refreshing that we did get some idea of what we were heading to, which was good. Um, Tajiri versus Jerry Lynn. What did you think of this? Uh, I, I thought it was really good. Um, I thought it was a bit stilted in points i think jerry lynn's baby face is still one of the dumbest characters in the world from from some of the stuff he does um you know golly gosh he just falls every single time dag nam it um but uh no i i, I loved the chemistry between them and i loved the match between them um i thought it was really good yeah agreed i, I thought this was a great match i mean I'm... Obviously, it all stemmed from a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Lynn chasing Carino into the locker room and Tajiri sort of kicking him. So they sort of ended this. Tajiri picks up the win. 
Tajiri's momentum seems stronger now than, than when he was a number one contender for the title. It's because he's beating people now compared well, to yeah, beating, getting chased just... down and choked out by the champion. Yeah, so um, he's doing well. He's keeping his um, stock pretty high. His um, his in-ring mannerisms are really starting to come through. So, you know, his his the way he interacts, the way he uh, interacts with the, the referee, the way he interacts with the crowd, some of the chanting, some of the swearing at the crowd, he's really starting to become comfortable um, in uh, in himself and in the ring. And um, uh, has just won a championship this week. Yeah, no, it's... Um, yeah, I didn't mind that match at all. I thought that was good. Then jumps in straight into the ECW Tag Team Championship match. Uh, Raven and Dreamer defended against the Impact players, Lance Storm and Justin Credible. Um, the match itself it is fine from what we get of it. It does sort of end in a no contest because Rhino... And that comes out and gets involved in a sort of... Which we know, the moment someone else gets involved in a match in ECW, it's an automatic disqualification. <laughs> disqualification. And it's an automatic reveal that he, he's the, the partner. He can't just be yeah. someone else coming to get involved. He's straight away pretty much announced as their partner, which is, um, again, it's, it's cool. It works, you know. He, he's Rhino be the partner. Um, they do mention obviously Raven, who's got an injury to his head that was caused on TNN. So it's a good deal. We, we said that they took the shout back. So that's your shout back to the other show, and they showed the clip of it. So it's nice that you're getting to see there are two shows to watch. Um, yeah, it's all sort of crazy. Impact has a stand over, they're doing the um. That's not just the coolest, that's just the best. They both hit sort of pile drivers. Lights go out, everything's flashing. Um, it's kind of ruined because you can hear people chanting Sandman. But it's still exciting all the same. So the lights come on. Sandman's there. Um, if, if you find the real footage with the music playing and everything, it's very much known as the biggest pop probably in the ECW arena history with ECW. But obviously, the network is very much sort of dubbed a bit. So it's hard, hard to gauge just how big it was. But, um, I mean, it still feels about... big. I, yeah, I mean, it still feels big. It still feels a moment. It yeah. still feels something that people um, weren't expecting until they read about it kind of thing. Yeah, um, you know, and um, it, it there is something quite special about seeing Raven, Dreamer, and the Sandman all in the ring together. Um, Sandman looks in amazing shape. We know that he, when he went to um, WCW, he got himself in fantastic shape, and and you know he looks great compared to what we were used to. Um, I, I wish there was a little bit of, um, I don't know, like a, a blanket over and it pulled off and it turns out to be Sandman or something, just to call back to the Sandman Terry Funk switcheroo. Um, cool. yeah. But this is this is fine for what it was. Um, it, 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 
it amazed me how uh, just Incredibles cane shots, which have always looked brutal and have always looked really kind of stiff and, and all the rest of it. Um, but his cane remains intact. Sandman's just absolutely got obliterated again within like two shots. Um, so, yeah, he obviously is hitting with a different kind of force. Um, and I, I, I was overall a yep. big fan of this segment, apart from one little thing. What's that? Thomas J. Dreamer. <laughs> um, nearest and dearest. Who is kind of pulling himself up and then scooting along and bouncing on and spinning on and hanging upside down from the ropes as the Sandman's posing and trying to look menacing and, and you know, big and returny. Um, and he's just kind of goofing and aping around and, you know, being over the top, drastically over the top, especially for a guy with a broken back. Um, you know, you've got, you've got Raven kind of slumped in the corner, taking it all in, stands up, gets in his face, backs off, hits the Raven pose, leaves. Dreamer, yeah, just jumping around and, and being an absolute goof. Yeah, it's it's kind of, it, it's hard. It's really hard with um sort of dream at the moment. He, he's just very. I get it. I guess he's just excited with everything that's going on and having a lot of these people back and all that sort of stuff. But, but um, and you you can do that without him being a twat and bouncing up and down. And I mean, you know, so. We'll, we'll we'll go down kind of the logic hole on this in regards to he's really happy that his mate's back. And not only his mate, but his mate is going to be in his corner for the triple threat match, uh, for the, the, the six-man tag match um, yeah. coming up. Um, however, with all of that, that means that the one person, potentially, maybe more than one, but especially one person, if only one person, then this one person who knows that the Sandman is in the building that night because he's invited him yeah. and knows that he's there to run out and get involved in this match if he needs to because he's booked him for it, Yeah, is Tommy Dreamer. So the one person who, who does not need to overreact and like, can you believe it? He's back. My friend is back. I never thought I was going to see him and he's here. And oh my God, is Tommy Dreamer. And that's even before you get into the whole, this is completely out of character for you. And this is detracting from the return because you're, you know, worming through the ropes and whatever else you're doing and bouncing on the ropes and spinning and all the rest of it. Um, which when Alexa Bliss does it in character, everyone hates yet when Tommy Dreamer does it is fine. Um, yeah, you knew. Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, he could have just done like, yeah, I just don't know what he could have done, but yeah. <sighs> the innovator of overexcitement. Yeah, no, that's at the moment we're just, 
just come and do your pose, isn't it? Do your the crucifix poses. Hug him, hug him, and, and share a beer with him. You know that bit's fine. I'm all right with that. Uh, you know, you see him off. You 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 shoulder to shoulder. You see them all off. You then turn around, and uh, that's the end of it. You know, you, you give him a hug. You you have a beer. That's great. What what's the rest of it? But still, better way to end the show than the Nova thing. Yes. So positive. I concur. Positive about that. Uh, what is your match of the week this week? Um, I'm going to go with. I'm really tempted for one of the Raven tag matches, just because. I love Raven, and there's some good stuff on it. But actually, for me, I think that the the match that uh, I think was the best of the two weeks of the two shows was uh, Jerry Lynn and Tajiri. Um, I thought it was a good pace. I thought it was a, a, a good match. Um, I think Tajiri is really coming into his own and starting to really kind of shine. Um, so yeah, that's that's my pick. Uh, I think that's I think that's the right pick. I mean, I think obviously. Um... Tag team matches, pretty name wise, are bigger matches. But yeah, technically, I think that match is pretty much on point and um, it's a really good watch. So people go check out um, the Tajiri Jerry Lynn match from East W Hardcore TV, episode 340. And picking that match in the week that, that Tajiri has won another championship. Yeah, he's picked up another belt with um, MLW, hasn't he? He's, he's still he going strong, which is. Um, very, very amazing to see. see. Um, heading over to Raw quickly on the November the 1st episode. Um, a couple of ECW alumni. Um, China defeats Stevie Richards and the Headbangers defeat the Dudleys. Oh. <laughs> so, An ECW tag team face-off uh, there. So make is that as we all. Heading over to Nitro. Um Perry Saturn defeats Eddie Guerrero. And the, 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 I think that's pretty much it for alumni. Um, yeah, not really a lot. Sting beats the Pegasus kid. <laughs> Apart from that, not really a lot. Of, <laughs> XECW on there. So, um, yeah, not, not really a good week for um, XECWs anywhere. So, um, next week, we've got our last two shows before. November to remember. Yeah, go home shows for November to remember, isn't it? It's going to be big. Well, it almost feels like we should. Cards. It almost feels like we should make them last far longer than they need to, just so we can do November to remember in November. We won't. <laughs> the conversation might go over two weeks. You don't know. You do sort of know. You know it won't. Uh, but yeah, no, it will be. The go home shows can be interesting to run down the card. Um, talk about how we feel about the build for the matches, usual kind of stuff that you can expect from us. Um, but of course, if you want to get involved in the conversation, you simply can. That is at underscore sports arena on Twitter or Instagram. You can find us and um, keep tagging us in those ECW posts, figures, um, customs, everything that you're doing. We love to see that stuff, it is super cool. Um, if and tag you see... us into your and tag us into your well wishes for Chris Jetty. Get well soon. We miss you. Oh, miss him. Oh, 
Bliss. Is um, I see it sometimes. He actually had, he had a dark match with the Fed once, didn't he? He did. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm not sure if that's on the network or not. That could be something we'll do one day. Maybe hunt down all the um, the dark matches a lot of these guys had because you got um, Carino versus Kofi Kingston as well. That's out there. So um, yeah, some interesting ones. But um, yeah, we'll be back next week for more Extreme Rewind. Um, take it easy. One more thing, isn't it? This is your bit. It is. So, you know, again, just, you know, RIP Chris Chetty. He's not actually dead. Um, and just like RVD getting choked out from behind, damn it. That was the whole fucking show. <laughs>